welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to part two of our episode with Amber Trueblood. So if you have not listened to part one just yet, make sure that you click back one episode and listen to part one so you're not lost. But I have Amber Trueblood with me returning today for part two. Amber is the best-selling author of the book, The Unflustered Mom, How Understanding the Five Anxiety Styles Transforms the Way We Parent, Partner, Live, and love. And in this episode, we are diving into the book. We're diving into those five anxiety styles. Amber's breaking it all down for us. And you guys, this was so eye-opening for me. I cannot wait for you to hear the rest of this conversation. Let's get right into it. Okay. So I want to shift over to your book because it just came out a couple days ago. So congratulations. That's amazing. But in it, we talk about the five anxiety styles. So Can you break down what those styles are? Just give us a little overview for us to get started. And then we're all going to rush to the store and get your book and figure out how we can combat all of our anxiety. Yay. I love it. Um, So, you know, it occurred to me that, and I think it's very clear to most people once we think about it this way, but that, you know, anxiety is not one size fits all. Overwhelm does not look the same for everybody. And like you mentioned before, one person's overwhelm is not the same as another person's overwhelm. And, you know, you're going to be emotionally triggered by certain things that wouldn't trigger me at all. And I'm going to be emotionally triggered by things that you'd be like, really? That was, that was stressful for you? Like, yeah, actually sounds like fun to me. And so we all have different emotional triggers. We all have different contributing factors that came from our childhood that lead to different, right? Tendernesses, different sensitivities to different types of anxieties. And we all have, you know, our anxiety shows up differently, right? So you might throw yourself into the work, into your work, stop talking to your friends and like dip into the ice cream as soon as everybody goes to bed at night. I might, you know, like stop talking to everybody not get out of my pajamas, stop exercising and, you know, whatever, scroll on social media. Like we all have Mm -hmm. different kind of tendencies that we do when we're anxious. And because we're triggered by different things and anxiety shows up differently in our life as, as symptoms, then it follows the strategies that are going to help us move through it and feel better are going to be different too. It's not going to be the same thing for all of us. And so these anxiety styles is is basically a framework for understanding, oh, and I'll name the five. So the five are lover, fighter, executive, visionary, and dynamo. So okay. if you're a dynamo and I'm an executive, like we're going to, you know, want, and I'll, I'll go through, like, I'll explain briefly about each one, but, you know, we're going to have different strategies that work for us. And in the book, I break it down. So each one has different sets of preventative strategies so both, and I, and I break it down further, like, here's what I recommend visionaries do 
a couple times a day and they're quick, super simple things. Yeah. Like every time you're brush, you know, you're brushing your teeth or washing your hands, say this mantra or breathe this way or, you know, ground yourself. Daily strategies for preventing and kind of minimizing your overall level of overwhelm and anxiety. And um weekly strategies and then once a year strategies, kind of more deep dive stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I have in the moment stuff because you know, as busy, overwhelmed, flustered people, we need in the moment strategies and we need them quick and we need them effective because we don't always have time to like go journal or meditate or yoga or jog or have, or even have a dance party. Like we don't always have that time or, you know, maybe we've got the neighbors over, can't like literally like go run downstairs and blast music right now because there's a, you know, people over for dinner right now or we're about to leave in five minutes. So I also have broken down I'm a collector of of strategies. I love I love books, so I read a lot of books and and then I choose things that I like and I I often like tweak them and then I trial them and I tweak them again and then I love to share them. So I have literally a giant list of 1-minute strategies, of 10-minute strategies and 30-minute strategies. And then I walk people through how to create your own emotional emergency support plan so that mm. you pick 3 of each. And then, because when you pick them ahead of time, you're far more likely to be able to actually use them when you need them. So then, you know, Jesse has her EESP and then you look at that and say, okay, well, shoot, do I have 30 minutes? Nope. Okay. I got about 10 minutes. Let me look. What did I choose for my 10 minute activities? I'm going to pick one of those and I'm going to do it. Ooh, I like that. And I'm reminded of, you know, the emergency plan. We always did the fire drills and the earthquake drills, yeah. you know, and it, I think that the same thing. Like we have a plan, we know what we're going to do and having those options for how much time you have. Ooh, I love that. Well, and you know, like you said, with the emergency thing, we, we give ourselves permission to protect ourselves physically all the time, right. And protect our kids physically. And I think that more and more, especially in the last few years, we're realizing, oh, our emotional health is like just as important as our physical health. And they're not mutually exclusive. They impact one another. Yes. So you cannot really be taking care of your physical health and ignore your emotional health and vice versa. Like they are intertwined. Yes, 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 yes. All right. So with your five styles, is it easy for us to identify or is it one of those things where it's like, oh, I could be that one. I could be this one. Well, there's Can a quiz. Multiple there is t- an okay, online quiz. quiz. Okay. There's a quiz at flourishquiz.com. And so we'll put that in the notes and whatnot. Yep. And but I'll describe each one. And most of the time people will, most of the time it's funny because I can see how people, like if I'm giving a talk, I can literally see the people that start nodding or finishing Mm. my sentences when I'm talking about their anxiety style. And then I'll always have people that'll be like, okay, I think I'm a dynamo with like a dash of executive. And, you know, and then they'll take the quiz and say like, oh my gosh, I was right. You know, or, or they will be, you know, they'll kind of waver between two a little bit. So I would say like, as you're reading the book, if you, if you kind of thought you were a dynamo, but the strategies in the lover chapter really appealed to you, do Mm. those strategies. Like, you know, yourself best do those. Okay. I like that. You know, yourself best. You can tune into those things. Okay. So I'll describe each one and I'll go into like on each one, I'll describe kind of different facets, but just know in the book, I go through all the facets of all of right. them. And then I, in later chapters, I do like a, a communication chapter where I say like, if you are interacting with, and it could be 
a work person. It could be an extended family member that you have challenges with. It could be your, you know, romantic partner. It could be one of your children, but like, okay, if you're a lover and you're talking to a fighter, here's areas where you're going to find alignment and words you can use to help connect. And then here's areas where you got to understand where they're coming from and what triggers them. Yeah. Because what triggers a fighter is almost the opposite of what, what triggers a lover, lover. right? Mm -hmm. So if you know that going in, then you're way less likely to take their reaction personally and you're more likely to have some compassion for them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. This is a, I I talk a lot about tools to understanding ourselves and also tools to understanding others, which is why I'm a personality test junkie. I love Enneagram. You'll love this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm just going to say like, not only understanding myself, but how I can connect and communicate with other people. Like this is a huge, powerful tool for you to have in your, in your pocket. And I'm so excited to add this to my little box. Okay. Add it to the box. I love it too. And you know, anything that helps with insight, I think is, is the first step then, right. To getting better, feeling better, feeling more connected and belonging, finding your tribe, all of those amazing things. Okay. So which one do you want to start with? Oh, just fighter. Let's go fighter. Okay. Oh, okay. I never start with fighter. Oh my <laughs> oh. goodness. She never has two cups of coffee at home. Okay. That, that's a really old reference, but um, okay. That's to the airplane movie. That just shows my age. For there you go. You. Okay. Love it. All right. So um, fighters are people who um, fundamentally label themselves and feel strongly that they are survivors, right? that they are strong, that they are up for a challenge. They get very energized by conflict, chaos. And it's not necessarily a a positive feeling always, but it's a comfortable feeling, right? They're much more comfortable in the chaos and the cacophony of life and challenge. So if there is an injustice in the world, if there is a unfairness or a bullying situation happening, um, if there's an imbalance of power somewhere, you know, it could be at the kid's school, it could be at work, it could be at home. Um, you as a fighter feel very compelled to move toward that, to get involved, to protect somebody. Okay. Mm-hmm. And each of these, each of these anxiety styles has what I call a, a flourish type, a flourish side of it. So flip side to the same coin. So as a fighter, you've developed these like amazing qualities and traits that are beautiful and that serve you and serve the people in your life. And let's celebrate those and acknowledge those. And that's a big part of each style as well. Now ask yourself, where is it maybe not serving you? And how can you find the strategies that are going to work for you where it's not serving you? So maybe you're exhausted because you tend to attract these financial ups and downs in your life or these relationships that are very chaotic, right? And they're super fun and exciting at the beginning. And then they just like crash and burn and it's very emotional and draining. And so where in your life are you maybe ready for getting comfortable in in the good, in the calm, in the ease of it? And you want to draw more of that into your life. So each of these also has like a life lesson. So for fighters, it's all about, you know, how do I become more and more comfortable with ease, with yeah. joy, with, you know, know that I am worthy of that, even though sometimes it feels uncomfortable. Right. Mm, and yep. then where can I become more purposeful in my adrenaline, like fighting sensation? Right. So maybe I set up challenges for myself that I get to decide instead of just drawing unconsciously into my life, all this conflict and chaos yeah. 
right? So mm-hmm. I still feel that edge because fighters, you know, it's more of a personality style, right? Like, so they innately are always going to have that. They're not going to like want a boring life. Yeah. It's like that's what off. they would, <laughs> that's what they would call it. Right. So instead, you know, maybe they start mountain climbing or they decide to go on a trip and go somewhere they've never been to and don't know the language, don't know anybody. Right. Like, okay. so where can I add things that sound really challenging and hard, but it's my choice. It's not me drawing things to my life that are depleting and, and, you know, making me sad or unfulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ooh, yeah. Interesting. So in the book, all the strategies I have for fighters, you know, fighters also tend to, well, I should probably go on, but each one of these has like where they make decisions more from like their gut or their heart versus their head, or they live more kind of in the future versus the present moment. So those are all areas where we could say like, oh, fighters and lovers, you know, yeah, they're triggered by different things, but, and I'll do lovers next, but they, they both tend to make decisions like from their gut like from mm. their heart, right? They're not like all analytical, looking at all the facts, weighing all the, you know, the input and making spreadsheets and planning ahead. Like they're in the moment. So that's where yeah. they can connect, right? Okay. So, okay. So lovers are really, their core drivers are their connections with other people in their life, right? But also feeling loved, feeling wanted, feeling like they belong. So you might know you're a lover if, Maybe you see a, a picture on social media and a bunch of your coworkers or your girlfriends or moms from the kids' school got together and they were like, like having a great time posting pictures. And not only do you feel, you know, disappointed or bummed, but you actually start to spiral. Oh, Jesse went to that dinner. Like, does she, maybe she doesn't like me. Like, mm. she, you know, I said something last week uh, and, you know, maybe she took it the wrong way, or maybe she's, she's, you know, she doesn't want to hang out with me anymore, or, you know, she, or I said something to offend her and, and you just start to spiral. Yeah. You just start to spiral. Right. So, you know, for lovers, it's the life lesson really is how do I learn to feel my value and sense of self-worth from within, regardless of what I think Jesse may or may not feel about me. Because holy moly, if my self-worth goes ups and up and down on a daily basis, depending on how the people in my life are treating me and how I think they might feel about me, because we don't even never know, right? How I'm assuming based on, you know, their actions and their words and their behavior, and I'm analyzing and I'm looking at it and I'm and then I'm I'm feeling really good or I'm feeling really bad. So how do I move toward, you know, eliciting a sense of healthy self-worth? From within. Yeah. Yeah. Get off that roller coaster, right? That yeah, seems exhausting. Get off that roller coaster mm-hmm. and know like you are good. You are lovable. You are worthy of love. You are you you may not have the right people around you that value it right now. And that feels cruddy and I get it, but you are worthy of it. So how do we use these other strategies to shift so that I can begin to, as a lover, feel more self-love, feel more acceptance from within? And become a little bit less determined um, or rather dependent on others for it. Yeah. 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 Okay. I like that. Okay. What's our next one? Okay. So we could do executive next. You know, executives are really um, drawn by, sorry, I was distracted because my stomach started growling and then I started (laughs) thinking like, oh, can you hear that on the mic? Okay. So just, sorry, please ignore it. Um, 
the executives are very drawn by the need to feel emotionally secure and safe. Mm. And they tend to do that through control, through organizing, planning, you know, um, thinking ahead, right? So very analytical, very um, safety oriented, very future oriented, right? So they like a schedule. They like to know what is going to happen when and stick by that, right? And so, for instance, if you're an executive and your lover partner comes home from work and says, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe this. Like we just got invited to this, you know, cabin this weekend. My friends aren't using it. It's a beautiful cabin. You should see it. Oh my gosh. And there's just like, there's no Wi-Fi or anything. We could just like play board games and spend time with each other and talk and cuddle and all of these amazing things. Like, isn't this great? But like, we should probably leave like now because traffic is going to get crazy for the weekend. So like, let's just throw stuff in a bag and like, go. So excited, right? The lover's like, this is my dream. Like all my favorite people alone in a cabin all weekend. Like, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And the executive is like, like breaks, like, holy, what did you just do to my weekend? Yeah. You just dropped a bomb on my weekend. (laughs) 15 things planned. And this is very unsettling for me. Yes. It doesn't even matter that it, great or not great. It's just, it's a shift and I need a minute. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have a lover that knows that they're a lover and knows that you're an executive, then maybe the lover can understand, okay, this isn't about them not wanting to spend time with me. This is about that. I just dropped a bomb on her and she needs to adjust and she needs time. And she might not be able to leave in a half an hour. She might rather take two hours and just drive in traffic because she needs that time to to can't you know email the soccer coach saying they're not going to be at soccer tomorrow and you know and make some adjustments and and clean out the fridge because she doesn't want things to you know be all nasty and rotting when we get home and you know and yes. I can now have respect for that and she can have respect knowing that like this means a lot to me because it's 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 us getting to spend real quality time together mm. so this can also help you to take things less personally, when you see somebody else triggering a lot of us, even if we're not lovers, take it personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think this is, this example alone is so powerful with not taking it personally and then understanding like where two different people are coming from. Wow. Wow. This is, this is powerful stuff here. (laughs) Yeah. So the lover instead can come home and say, Hey, how about, you know, I got this good news and I know it's going to be like a big change from the weekend. So like, you know, and just the way they approach it can be yes. different, right? Yeah. And that alone allows the executive to kind of relax and, and be like, okay, they understand that this is hard for me. I'm going to try to be respectful. You know, then we're each trying to step forward and be more respectful of each other's feelings, concerns, wants, needs, mm-hmm. instead of reactive. Like, you just came home and out of nowhere say this, like, I don't have any plans. Do you not respect like what I spent a long time planning this I'm even doing snacks tomorrow. So I bought all these snacks today. I was at Costco for like an hour and a half dealing with all this stuff. You don't even care. You didn't even ask me what we have, you know, then you get into that conversation, right? And instead you can skip that part, which is so nice. And instead say, okay, well, Sarah's also going to be at soccer tomorrow. Maybe I can switch with her, see if she can come pick up the snacks. You know, then you're in solution mode Yeah. instead of reactive, angry mode. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. And being in solution mode is so much better. 
<laughs> for everyone involved. Yeah, right? Maybe yes. it just like it saves you the exhaustion, the emotional exhaustion of does, arguing yeah. about it. <laughs> yes, yes. Getting off that roller coaster of up and down and walking on eggshells and and then second guessing yourself and feel, oh my gosh, it's gonna save you so much time, so much time and mental energy. Okay. So, okay. Should we go into visionaries? Yes. What's visionary? So visionaries are like, as in the title, you know, very focused on making a big impact in the world. They have big dream. Okay. They have this kind of feeling, this deep down guttural feeling of like, I'm supposed to be doing something bigger than this. I'm supposed to be doing something more. And what can cause anxiety for visionaries is the people around you not getting it. Mm-hmm. Well, Jesse, look, you already have this amazing podcast and these this beautiful family, like just enjoy that. And then you're like, okay, well, A, you don't get it. And B, now I feel guilty for even wanting something more because right. it, it somehow means to you apparently that I'm not grateful for everything in my life. And I am, I really, really am. I love it. And, and not, but, and I want something more. And I feel it so viscerally that like, I can't tap it out. Like I can't just ignore it. And so they can also feel anxiety when they feel like they don't know what that thing is that they want, Mm -hmm. but they feel it right. Or they know what it is, but they, they don't have the bandwidth. They don't have the connections. They don't have the resources to start moving. And I know a lot of visionaries. I just had a client the other day who was, who has this beautiful vision and we were working together last year and she was just like moving and shaking through it. And then she got stalled. And so I, I met with her a couple of weeks ago and I said, okay, so tell me like what's happening. And, and it was this kind of perfectionism, this like, well, I, the first iteration of this has to be like, it has to be right. I have to have the right material. And I, and I, and I don't know what that is yet. And so it just had stopped her you know? And I said, oh, that's so interesting. Okay. Like, okay. What if you just took one, do you watch friends? Yes. Okay. So there's an episode where Chandler and Monica are going to get married and Chandler freaks out and he disappears and they find him in his office and they're like, he's like, it's too big. It's too big. I can't do it. It's too big. And they say, okay, well, can you come home? Can you just come home? And he's like, okay, that's not scary. I could come home. And then they're like, can you take a shower, like just get in the shower. Like don't even, don't even think about the wedding, just hop in the shower, get clean. And so, you know, visionaries, those are some things that can help visionaries too, is, you know, to get into the present moment, take those little steps, enjoy the journey along Mm -hmm. the way. That's a big part of uh, the strategies I recommend for visionaries. And, you know, one of the life lessons with visionaries is how do I, also, for instance, like if I'm at the end of my life or I'm at my hundredth birthday party or I'm on my in a hospital room or something more morbid, and I have my cover of Forbes magazine, I'm on the cover and I'm like, oh, look at what I did. I did it. I did it. I did it. Like, look at this. This mm-hmm. feels so good. I want you visionaries to also be surrounded by all your loved ones when that moment happens and like play that. Um, that movie that shows like all the little celebrations and parts of the journey that were so magical along the way to what led to that Ford Ford cover. Does that make sense? Yep. So like what I don't want is you to be like sitting, trying to show nurses because nobody will talk to you and like you, 
you you have kind of alienated people along the way. Mm-hmm. So I want you to be able to support other people and because often visionaries are like, you just want to like hang out at the cabin this weekend? Like what how is that? I don't understand, you know? Yeah. And so learning how to really enjoy those little moments and support the other people around us, even if they don't have a big dream to change the world. Not everybody does. Right. And that's okay. Like we need all of these types of people, right? We need all yes. of that. Yes, yes. So that's visionary. Okay. Yeah. I can see how pulling them back into that present moment and those stepping stones, the Chandler reference, right. (laughs) (laughs) And the last one is dynamo. Dynamo. Okay. So dynamos are very achievement oriented. So we are all about feeling acknowledgement, feeling respect and feeling like we are achieving things. So we are the doers go, 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 do, do, do. Um, I always say you might know that you are a dynamo if you have a to-do list and then you add things to your to-do list that you've already done mm-hmm. just so you can feel the satisfaction of checking them off. Accomplished. Yes? Yep. Yeah. I It's not me, but I know okay. those people. <laughs> okay. 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 I saw like a, I saw a nod. So I was like, okay, is this you? Um, and so with dynamos, it's about really understanding that you are already enough. You are already enough, regardless of your accomplishments. Mm -hmm. So you're going to keep accomplishing because you enjoy that and it fuels you and it feeds your soul, but it's not your worth, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you know you're already worthy? You're worthy of love. You're worthy of respect. You're worthy of acknowledgement without doing all of those things. Yeah. So you're already there. Everything else is just frosting. And, and that's kind of, you know, the bigger underlying life lesson. So a lot of the strategies I have for dynamos surrounds things like tuning into the present moment, <laughs> slowing down your brain a moment and celebrating the little wins, acknowledging. So often dynamos will accomplish something like they publish a book and immediately without even catching a breath, they're planning the next next book. They're pitching. I mean, I just submitted the next two book proposals last yeah. week before the, you know, and so it's becomes a very conscious, purposeful thing to slow down, acknowledge the wins that just happened, appreciate them, get into gratitude about them, enjoy those moments and then move on and do, you know, plan the next thing, set the next goal because that's fun, but not because you have to do it to be worthy of anything. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, okay. Well, I cannot wait to get my hands on this and to dive in more. I saw a post of yours when I was looking you up on Instagram of your book paired with super attractor and paired with the four agreements. And I was like, sold right there. If you're putting (laughs) it with those two, you know, it's, it's just another good one. So I'm so excited. I think coming off of this conversation, number one action item for you guys listening is to add that thing to your day today or to your week. If today's already halfway over, just what's that one thing. And the weirder it is great, the more it connects with you. But then Amber, I want to know our next steps with how we can come connect with you. um, What we can learn from you, what other things, obviously your book just launched where we can find that all the good things, Amber, because I just want to keep soaking up everything that you have to offer. I love you already. Okay. So I, if you are on Instagram, if you like Instagram best, um, I'm at official Amber Trueblood on Instagram. 
If you like Facebook, if you're a little older like me and you like Facebook, then I have a community there. Right now, it's the Unflustered Mom book launch group okay. um, because I had a bunch of moms that were helping me, you know, submit reviews and do pre-orders and, you know, share stuff on um, on Facebook. And now that's shifting into the Unflustered Mom community. Mm. And so that's fun. So you can look that up. And it's just my name under Amber Trueblood in um, Facebook. And then the book itself is available anywhere books are sold. So you can go to like any independent bookstore or Barnes and Noble. You can do it online on Amazon. It's also on Audible. So if you prefer to like plug in and go for walks, go for hikes. I mean, you're in Utah. Oh my gosh. Like the most beautiful hikes and walks ever. So plug in. If my voice doesn't drive you crazy, if you like my voice, it's my voice. So um, you should hopefully enjoy it. It will be fun. Uh, so that's where you can find me there. And then, oh, I wanted to say, I have all these cool bonuses. So anybody that orders my book can go onto my website, which is just ambertrueblood.com and you click like which style you think you are. And if you've taken the quiz, then you can click on that one. If you think you're between two, then just do it twice and you put in your email address and then I will send you a guided meditation specific to your anxiety style a guided mantra, like an audio file that's a guided mantra specific to your anxiety style. I have like my favorite um, sleep tips because that's something that often impacts people's lives is their mm-hmm. um, their sleep um, and a couple other really fun goodies in there too. So, and then you'll be on my email list, which is, you know, about once a week. I still haven't done mine this week. In fact, that was, that was my, I gave myself permission to just not do it this week. I'm driving to Utah tomorrow and I'm like, I, I'm not feeling inspired to write anything specific right now and I don't want to force it. And so I'm not going to write it. I love that. Which the dynamo part of my brain is like, (laughs) no, it's pub week. You should be writing four emails, not zero. And I'm like, not Not going to do it. it. (laughs) I love it. Hey, well, holy cow. You're like going off on all of these different bonuses. I'm like, wait, we get this, we get this, we get this. That is absolutely amazing. You guys, I've made it so easy for you. Everything is linked right here in the show notes. You don't even have to click out of what you're listening to right now and just hit whatever is calling to you. I can't wait to go take your test. I have an inkling of which one I am. What do you think? I think I might be a lover. Okay. I know my husband's not lover. I know that that is something where I think I like the cabin bomb. I'm like, I could see that scenario happening very realistically in our home. What is he? He might be executive. I'm going to have him take that test too. He's much more analytical. I'm much more like. Okay. Can I give, do we have time for me to give a quick example? One more example. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So say he's at work and this might help us like clear up if you're a lover or not. And you're at home and he has to work late. Mm-hmm. So option one is that he shoots you a text and says, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to be working late tonight. You know, I'll see you later. I, you know, I have this big project. Now, dynamos and executives and maybe even visionaries are like, that's good. I stopped what I was doing and I sent Jesse a message explaining that I'll be late. Um, that's like enough. Like, good, we're good. We're done right? Mm-hmm. Um, for a lover, what can be much, much, much more um, supportive, right? Since we're using that word is for an executive to say, Hey, Jesse, so 
I have this big presentation I've been working on all week and the district manager is coming tomorrow to see it. And I just want it to be like totally done before I, I leave today. And I've got like four more slides. So um, how about, you know, when I get home, we put on an episode of Ted Lasso, we order up some, you know, Thai food and we just like chill out together okay. when I get home, like around 830 or something. Does that sound good? That's way different. Am I right? Yes. So the two things that I want you to do if you're in a relationship with a lover is, and if you're a lover, you can ask for this, right? Be specific. Mm -hmm. A little bit more information, a little bit more information, and a commitment to connecting in the future, right? Ooh. So mm -hmm. this is like, okay, I can't then spiral into they don't want to spend time with me because they just made a date to spend time with me. They just said, right. let's go for a walk in the morning or let me call you on my way home or let's order food for dinner and eat it together or let's, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, imagine yourself as an executive then coming home to a lover who didn't have that information. And she might be thinking, so what did you do for dinner? Did you eat dinner? Were there other people at work? Like, with you too working on the project? Like who else was there? And like, did you, so you just didn't eat at all? Like, aren't you hungry or what? Okay. Oh, you did stop and eat? Like, well, who was there? You know, oh my yes. Lord. All then of you're just questions. in this huge spiral. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or you come home to somebody who has more information and they might say, how did it go? Do you feel good about the presentation? Like you feel ready for tomorrow? Like what kind of, where do you want to eat the Thai food over here or over there? You know, yeah, it's such a different energy to come home to. So it's really a gift, not just for the lover, but for the partner of the mm -hmm. lover as well. Absolutely. Ooh, that's such a good example. And one to kind of get us all thinking about like where, who, which one are we in? What scenario? And Oh, I love that. Love that. Amber, I have absolutely loved talking to you today. I'm so glad that you dropped into my inbox um, and everyone can go and find you. I'm also very, very excited that you have your Audible book and that it is you. That's exactly how I'm going to download and listen to it. So everybody, the links are down in the show notes. You can go find Amber. And just again, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much, Jesse. It's been really fun. I appreciate your time. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jesse, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.